What is going on, everybody? This is Rory Kelsey coming back after a long 10-month hiatus of therapy sessions. Uh, it's been a crazy year. A lot of stuff's been happening. Uh, this is something I wanted to do. I wanted to get back into. I did not forget about the podcast. I did not uh, forget about the people that w- listened or wanted to come on. It's just been uh, a crazy year. As you know, uh, the world is kind of... I don't know what's going on in the world right now. It's a lot of shit. But... So yeah, we're going to get back into it and we're going to get some more episodes. I got some people lined up that want to come back on. Uh, they want to tell their stories. They uh, They want to share... Uh, with the world what's going on with them but um before we get into all the the hard sappy sad stuff uh the first episode we're going to come back with season two is uh very similar to the last episode that we actually put out it is a bracket to determine uh, the greatest halloween movie of all time now it is halloween time it is about a week and a half until halloween the night we're recording this Uh, halloween happens to be my favorite holiday shared with uh, saint patty's day uh, it's my favorite time of the year, the fall air, the crisp air, the spookiness, the haunted stuff, the graveyards, the the dead people, all that fun stuff. So uh, this is like a little passion project of mine. And uh, weirdly enough, I really, really, really enjoy making these brackets. It's a lot of fun. I'm a big nerd like that. So I get to crunch numbers and stuff like that. So uh, tonight I have two guests with me tonight. So I'm actually going to get to vote on this bracket, unlike the Christmas one last year. Uh, Tonight, I have my sister, Ryan, and I have her fiance, Brad, my future brother-in-law. So Ryan, Brad, how you guys doing tonight? PG. Good. Nice. How's that Diet Coke doing? (laughs) It's, I have had one sip. I'm just kind of holding it. That's not. That's okay. I forgot to bring my beer up. I usually do these with beer. And Brad got his. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some fall one. Uh, yeah, I'm upset. I should. I. Dang it. Oh well. So yeah. So thanks guys for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll get right into it. Uh, if you guys already know uh, the bracket, how it works. I've compiled 64 of the top rated uh, Halloween movies of all time. I put them in a bracket ranked from one to 64 and the way i did my rankings for anybody who's wondering uh it was a simple uh way i did the first thing i did was the rotten tomatoes audience score uh, because i i'm not a movie critic i don't have people coming on who are movie critics it's not a profession we're audience there that i had to go all the way to a fourth grading which was i think metacritic so i broke it down i i spent a lot of time on this and uh so we got it down to the top 64. I got the bracket here in front of me. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and uh, get right into it. Um, I'll say the movies. You guys go ahead and you want to tell me which one you think is better or why you think it's better or whatever. I don't care. Just uh, do whatever you want to do and we'll get this started. So coming in with the number one seed, I have The Silence of the Lambs versus E.T. the Extraterrestrial. What to give me a little more info? Yes. Um, what are we kind of basing the these off of? Like what we think was the spookiest, or honestly, it's you know it's your own choice, your own personal opinion. Um, me personally, I'm just gonna go based off of what movie I think is the better movie to watch at Halloween time. Um, okay. There, I mean, there's gonna be some movies on here like Silence of the Lambs is one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, uh, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. He had like eight minutes of screen time and he won an Oscar for best supporting actor. Like that's, <laughs> it's unbelievable how good this movie is. It's really, really creepy. Uh, E.T., same thing, uh, different type of movie, aliens, 
uh, it was made during Halloween time. So I think they actually went trick or treating. And uh, uh, Brad, you might you actually pieces. Yeah, yeah. He dresses up as the ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how they get him out of the house. And uh, Brad, I don't know. You might know this, but in this that scene where they're trick or treating, uh, there's actually a small Easter egg that proves that ET is actually a Jedi. Uh, because there's kids that are dressed up like Yoda and they walk past E.T. and he like stops because he recognizes them and he kind of follows after him for a second before the, yeah. uh, the kid kind of pulls him along. So there's this fan theory that E.T. is an actual Jedi because yeah. uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are buds and they work together. And in the prequel movies, during one of the stupid um, Jedi Council meetings, you actually see a group of E.T. aliens in the background. So... Uh, wow. Yoda's an ET and ET's and Star Wars. So there's this fan theory that ET is a, a Jedi, which kind of is cool. Uh, but for me, I'm going to go with Silence of the Lambs on this one because. Me too. Yeah, Dustin or uh, Dustin Hoffman, I'm sorry. Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. And uh, that scene where he uh, was explaining to. Um, oh my gosh, what's her name? I forgot her name. In the what's her name? Maurice. What's the action? Jodie Foster. When he was talking to yeah, Jodie Foster, Foster and like he did the the lima beams and he kind of like sucked his uh, his lip. That was, I guess, uh, Anthony Hopkins, like just off the cuff doing it. And I guess it actually really freaked out Jodie Foster to the point to where she had to like take a minute to stay away from him because she was super freaked out because he was so into his character. Um, and yeah, and, you know, the put the lotion in the basket and it's just a very creepy and eerie movie and it's a good way to set the tone for Halloween. So yeah, I'm going to go with silence of the lambs. Ryan, you said silence of the lambs, Brad, it doesn't matter what you say, but which one would you have chosen? Yeah, I think ET kind of got the shaft here. If it would have been against like any other of these uh, movies, like on that side of the bracket, I think it would have probably stood a good chance of going past, but uh, I'll vote for silence of the lambs. I do like that movie. Definitely creepy. Not as, not as much on the Halloween side, but uh, like E.T. has that Halloween part to it. Um, but definitely I'll vote for Silence of the Lambs. All right. So Silence of the Lambs. Movie. Yeah, moving on. Well, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's the top 64. And E.T. actually came in as the 64th ranking, the very last seed. So that can go to tell you what kind of movies, the quality movies we got coming up on this list. All yeah. right. All right. So moving on to the next one, we have... Um, 28 Days Later against the remake, not the one from the 90s, the remake of It, the kid one, not the one with the adults. Because I've been terrified of all of the, I can't even look at the poster of it or whatever on uh, streaming channels. I've been terrified of It since I mm -hmm. was 13 and thought the damn clown was going to come out of the shower, like, terrified me. Yeah. So I'm going to go with it just because it's traumatized me that yeah. much. I thought you yeah. were going to pick the opposite. I thought you were going to pick 28 Days Later because you don't like it. I don't like it, but, know, but it's because I'm terrified, and that's yeah. the whole point of Halloween. Yeah. Like, 28 Days Later, like, yeah, but, like... What was it, the... Uh, one kid, like his fear was like an abusive dad or something like that. And like, because Pennywise, Pennywise is the clown. He's the one that torments the kids. But it is just like what you're afraid of. It's it. Like it is your fear. So it's anything the kid is afraid of. And uh, the one with the the new one with the kids, that girl had a bathroom scene where 
she was like leaning over the sink and like the blood just came pouring out of the the sink and just oh gosh terrifying people need to stop using the bathroom in it movies bad things pretty much any horror movie especially if the bathroom looks old and rinkety um so yeah i'm I'm gonna go with it as well because uh yeah that that it was just so good and then at the end with the kids getting the beat the shit out of the clown it was pretty cool so yeah uh, yeah, so it was great job with the remake. The the casting yeah. kids was part that really made it because a lot of those kids were really good in their roles in that movie. My yeah. vote will be it. I think it should be higher, a higher seed, thirty three on the list, but I think <laughs> definitely could be higher. One of my favorite movies, probably in the last like five five or so years. Yeah, uh, the one kid from Stranger Things is in it, and then uh, the other kid who's in it he was in that uh knives out movie and then he just came out he's doing uh the live action rick and morty movie he's playing morty yeah. with uh doc yeah. brown or yeah doc brown he's from yeah, you know you know what i mean all right so it moving on and uh so are we uh to the next round of the number 17 seed we have frankenstein you know the old school classic yeah. against number 48 the poltergeist This one, uh, this one is a troubling matchup, and I already know my answer, but I'm gonna just go out and say that they are both quality Halloween style movies. Uh, Frankenstein, by the way, is the doctor, not the giant monster. Yes, you're so correct. That's an entire different conversation, but uh, the monster of Frankenstein is a classic Halloween character. Like anywhere you go, you'll see a blow up doll of, of cartoon character of Frankenstein's monster. Uh, there's been so many spinoffs. Um, there's actually a couple, there's about three different types of Frankenstein movies in this bracket, actually. But let me tell you, as a kid, when I watched Poltergeist, because for whatever reason, uh, I was allowed to watch Poltergeist as a young child. I was fucking terrified of my television for the longest time. Uh, just the the white noise, the static, and then the closets and everything. Fuck that. Poltergeist is, uh, I'm taking Poltergeist on this one. Wow, upset. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to vote for Frankenstein. I think anytime you think of Halloween, you always think of Frankenstein. He's like mm-hmm. an iconic character. <clears throat> Same. The monster. So I'm going to pick Frankenstein on this yeah. one. Ryan, you're taking Frankenstein? Just because to me, Frankenstein's more Halloween. Yeah. But yeah, no, bro, I feel you on the holy fuck, why am I seven years old and watching all of the Amityville horror movies in the basements alone with the lights off? Oh, yeah. Um, here, uh, I just want to put it out there since we're talking about our uh, traumatized childhood. Uh, there's a movie that did not make the bracket, which kind of irks me because um, it terrified me as a child. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. The, those stupid <laughs> Ernest movies with what's his name and like he goes to camp and all that bullshit. The one where it's scared stupid I cannot believe that movie was made for children because it was about a troll, this evil looking, monstrous looking troll that turned kids into like little dolls and stuff. And it was fucking terrifying. And I remember, um, Ryan, I could not because we remember we showered in our mom and dad's bathroom at the time of the Tryon house. I could not go in their bathroom. I don't know what it was. It was something about that closet right in front of the shower. After I watched that movie, I could not. I couldn't lay in bed because there was that walk-in closet was as big as a spare bedroom. Yeah, that is true. And everything about that movie just terrified me as a kid, but it didn't make the bracket. So I'm just, that's just a little nugget. I'm just throwing that out there for you guys. So yeah, Frankenstein moving on as are we uh, to the 
next, the number 16 seed. This is actually the remake that just came out a couple years ago. The Invisible Man versus a very underrated movie that more people need to see. Number 49, They Live. Um, I'm going to be straight up honest. I haven't seen the new Invisible Man, just the old one. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, I have the Funko Pop Invisible Man. I don't know. I think somebody gifted it to me, to be honest to you. Um, but They Live with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper putting on glasses and seeing all the, the monsters and the aliens and stuff like that with the glasses on. And he has that awesome uh, alleyway fight scene and he has all the Roddy Piper one-liners, the uh, what's it called? The I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Roddy Piper, I'm going with them. RIP is one of the goats. Uh, so I'm going with They Live. I really liked Invisible Man. Yeah, I like the special effects that they had. The actor that actually played the Invisible Man, I feel like that guy really um, embraced the role. So I'll, I'm voting for the Invisible Man in this one. No right. offense to Roddy Roddy Piper. No, nah, none taken. I mean, I'm not speaking for him, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Invisible Man moving on, which that's fine. I get it. But yeah, if anybody hasn't seen They Live, go ahead, check it out. It came out in the early 90s. It's pretty freaking great. And so, moving on to uh, here's a one that a um, little bit of controversy that I created on my own. Uh, last year, it was on the Christmas movie bracket because some people consider it a Christmas movie. I myself consider it a Halloween movie. Uh, but so coming in at the number nine seed, we have The Nightmare Before Christmas against number 56, Fright Night. So the answer is Nightmare Before Christmas. That's easy. But if you guys want to talk about why it's a Halloween movie and not a Christmas movie, I'm all for it. But here, I'll let you. It's I'll totally hear you guys a Halloween movie. Is, that's what I'm saying. So are, are we voting it's for Nightmare? Is, when I walk into a fucking Walgreens and all you see at Christmas time on a whole end cap is fucking nightmare before Christmas stuff with a Santa hat on. Yeah, it's stupid. And the name of the movie, I said this last year in the podcast, the name of the movie is literally like telling you it's Halloween, like the nightmare before Christmas, the nightmare, the scary stuff, Halloween before Christmas, because Halloween comes right before Christmas. So the nightmare before Christmas, it's literally telling you they're talking about Halloween just because he like it snows and he puts on a Santa hat and there's all that like, oh, this is funny. I'm still kind of spooky. But no, it's a fucking. And I just watched it like last week with Rory just to like make sure because I haven't really seen it since maybe I was a kid. Watched it again with Rory. Yeah, it's a Halloween movie. One hundred percent. Yeah, we actually went to see it last year um, at the drive in movie theater in McHenry. So um i'm voting obviously for nightmare before christmas but i agree with you guys i think it's uh for sure a halloween movie not a christmas movie right on yeah i'll go with nightmare before christmas as well easy sweep for the nightmare all right and now we're moving on to uh the number 24 seed we have zombie land which is a cool zombie movie yeah uh, with um the first one or the remake or the, the, the first one or the, the first one the first one and then uh, that's going up against Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton and them. And uh, Gina Baldwin. Davis. Yeah, Gina, Gina Davis. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and uh, Michael Keaton. Um, I will say this, though, about Zombieland. It was really cool. Uh, there was a cool cameo in it. I won't spoil it if nobody's seen it. It was a pretty funny cameo. Um, 
the the cast in it was great it was a really funny take on zombie movies um there's a funnier zombie movie on this bracket later on uh but i really enjoyed zombie land i haven't seen the sequel because sequels usually suck so i don't really care to it see was, it I, I actually thought it was pretty good like yeah. i thought the cast worked well together in zombie land and so it had a touch of comedy to it just because of who the cast was sure um I thoroughly enjoyed Zombieland, both of them, to be honest. Yeah, I would definitely. The second one's definitely worth seeing. It, it, it's probably not the, uh, as good as the first one, but it definitely was a good remake, uh, like a sequel to the follow up to the first one. Okay, uh, maybe I will go see it then. Her, yeah, but it. Uh, my, actually, in this one, my vote, my vote goes to Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice, oh, it just seems much more like Halloween themed. Although I don't think there's any Halloween scenes in it. It just yeah, it seems like it just has a spooky, eerie feel to it. It's like you're living in Halloween. And there's Halloween decorations made just from Beetlejuice characters. Like, uh, I've seen the you know those like life size animatronic statues that people sell. They have the ones where they like shape their face like with the 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 pointed face, and then uh, Gina yeah. Davis like pulls her eyes through her mouth and stuff. Like I've seen those. Like yeah, so. <laughs> Beetlejuice going on, and it's got that classic, like, say the name three times deal, kind of like Candyman. Um, and Beetlejuice shows up, and and Michael Keaton is, this was, like, yeah, this is Michael Keaton in his prime. This was right around Batman, and, yeah, so Michael Keaton, Beetlejuice, moving on. Yeah, a big upset. That was the first big upset that we, I think, had so far. Yeah, so far. 41 seed. Yeah. This next one, um, I put this one on here. Only because there are some like kind of creepy, you know, uh, um, character cre- uh, creatures, whatever the hell you want to call them. Uh, Labyrinth coming in at the 25th seed against the uh, classic horror movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the 40th Labyrinth. seed. That was quick. <laughs> so you're just taking David Bowie just like that? Do you know how many I've owned the movie? And seriously, I would like in my 20s in grad school, undergrad, like I would have a guy come over for like one time and he'd be like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Can I borrow it? And I always let the person and then like never saw him again. And so I seriously had to rebuy it in my 20s like six times. Yeah. Ridiculous. And now, look, you can. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix now, so you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, it's on It's on one of them. I saw it. I feel like Jim Henson's involved with Labyrinth, too. Am I imagining that? Or is he, uh, like, one of the guys that created, like, the creatures in that movie? He might be, actually. That might, yeah, I feel like I could see that. Jim Henson is the um, so, Sesame Street guys. Yeah. It's for those who, who don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Henson directed it. Yeah. So I think uh, I th- so. I think he was pretty involved. Yeah. Um, Are we talking about the original Texas Chainsaw Master or the remake? Yeah, the the OG, the original, the good one, the the one that came out. I think in the fifties or sixties. Um, I, I mean, if you want to combine all of them together and just say um, that that's another thing I failed to mention at the beginning um, with this uh, bracket because Halloween movies tend to create their own little franchises and make ten movies per person. Uh, I just chose the top movie from every movie franchise. So, you know, like Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare Before, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Texas. So all the remakes, 
you just get the the best one that was the highest rated one. So yeah, yeah. Texas, the the highest rated Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the original from the fifties or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you want to combine them all and just say the body of work is better, but um, yeah. before you vote, Brad, I because I kind of have a feeling where you're going with it. I'm just gonna go ahead yeah. and say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my vote. Uh, because Leatherface is terrifying, and the fact that it actually fucking happened. It was a real goddamn person who put human face on his face and cut people up with a chainsaw. That actually happened. It's not just some made-up thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah, my vote's for Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Okay. Oh, God, I, I was wrong. Uh, Leatherface such an iconic character. Even now, you see, like, skins of him in Call of Duty and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And so, like, uh, I I think that movie just holds up over time. And like you said, they obviously made a bunch of sequels to it. So yeah. uh, my vote's for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And also Labyrinth. I don't really see it as a Halloween movie, per se. I guess you can watch it around Halloween time because it has kind of like creepy little creatures in it. But uh, if, it, if it's going purely based off of Halloween credentials between the Labyrinth and Texas Chainsaw, I go with the Leatherface. Yeah, I guess you're right. I do too. I know. I get it though. It's the uh, what's it called? The nostalgia of it. You just kind of yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to the number eight seed, The Thing, versus number fifty-seven, Tremors. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, Tremors. They obviously made sequels to that as well. I'm not sure if Kevin Bacon, how many movies he was in of those. Um, I feel like it does pop up around Halloween time, but just based on like overall, you know, staying power, I think the thing I'll I'll choose that in this matchup because Tremors I don't really see as a Halloween type movie, even though it is on Halloween around Halloween time, like they put it on TV. I feel like. Yeah, I'm going with Kurt Russell as well. Um, to me, he he's uh, one of those actors that really just can't do wrong with everything he does. And uh, the thing is actually a really terrifying movie if nobody's seen it before. Uh, it's like a giant. It's an alien type movie. It's very. It might remind you of Alien or Aliens, the sequel. But um, definitely going with the thing on this one. Well, the thing already moved on. So if Ryan wants, to- yeah, I was gonna say you guys. I honestly hadn't seen either, so I'm glad you two. Fair enough. All right. So now we are moving on to uh, another controversial one um, because, again, this is some consider don't consider it a Halloween movie. Uh, I'm just I just put it on here because it is around. It's technically the day after Halloween. Uh, It has dead people in it. You know, it could be considered spooky in some sense. So the number four seed Coco by Pixar against number 61 Hush. Oh, I love Coco. Yeah, I feel like Coco, if people are saying that Coco is not a Halloween movie, I would like to meet those people. because Coco's Day of the Dead. That's November 4th every year. Which and... is, they consider a spiritual holiday and not like a Halloween type holiday, which yeah. I, the Day of the Dead is more uh, uh, spiritual rather than uh, like a spooky Halloween type. Yeah. Thing. Um, but it's not meant to be spooky. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it necessarily has to be spooky to be a Halloween movie. Like, no. But I, I still think it fits in the category. My votes for Coco. Great music in that movie. Yeah. Great animation. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, Pixar movies for sure. Yeah, it's for me. It's definitely a movie you can watch at Halloween time. It may not be considered a Halloween movie, but 
like I said, the dead people, the skeletons, the the spiritualness of it. Halloween has a lot of spiritual uh, elements to it. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Coco, uh, the ending where he's saying, remember me to his like great, great grandma or whatever. Like, excellent, excellent movie. John Hush. Um, what was Hush? Hush. I, I actually don't. Understand. I think that one's on Netflix. I've seen it pop up a couple of times. Um, I'm not sure if it's an American film or not, but. Yeah, it might be a Japanese creepy type of movie, but uh, it's tough to go up against Coco. I just like Coco so much as a movie. Yeah, let's see right here. Uh, Hush, uh, a deaf and mute writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a mass killer appears at her window. So basically, Helen Keller moved to the woods and someone's trying to kill her. Okay, yeah, sounds creepy, but I'm still gonna go with Coco. Yeah, it's still Coco for me too. All right, and now moving on, we have a pretty good matchup here. Uh, we have number 29, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, versus number 36, Don't Breathe. Um, I'm going to say this about Don't Breathe. It's actually pretty interesting. It's um, Stephen Lang, if the people don't know him, he's the badass army-looking guy from Avatar. Um, he's an excellent actor. I wish he was in more stuff. Uh, I kind of wanted him to be Cable. No, I did want him to be Cable, and I think he wanted to be Cable too, but whatever uh ryan reynolds didn't want him to be um excellent excellent actor it's i think i'm pretty sure it's about this deaf guy who like kills people and the, the name of the movie is don't breathe because he can like sense you breathe or he's i think he's blind maybe that's what it is he's blind and he's like trying to kill people and you don't want to breathe because he can hear you because his his high uh sentences have been heightened because he's blind so he can hear everything like daredevil and so, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to breathe because he's going to come kill you. Um, but with that being said, I'm going Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy Krueger is iconic and he's not going to lose in the first round of any bracket. Yeah, I feel like he's like one of again, one of like Leatherface, one of the main like, yeah. you know, uh, like, type of characters you think around Halloween time. Yeah. Then a reboot of the Nightmare on Elm Street, actually pretty creepy too. the most recent one that they made. I was actually surprised that they didn't continue like making more of them. I'm not sure if they have plans to make more or not, but for me, Freddy Krueger is like a creepy guy. And plus, like when you're a kid watching Halloween movies, like obviously Freddy Krueger's going after kids. He's coming in your dreams and stuff. Uh, Johnny Depp is in the first movie. I, think. I was just about to say that. Yeah, <clears throat> it was uh, his uh, movie debut. He, I think he was in TV shows before that, but yeah, that was his first movie debut. Johnny Depp yeah. and he gets uh slaughtered to death on a bed which is really cool but I think the remake of the movie um I actually don't think I saw it I came out when I was in high school um I don't think a lot of people liked it because Robert England did not play uh Freddy it was just yeah uh, so that was a pretty big deal with everybody yeah. not saying I, the guy I, that redid Freddy I, was bad it's just you know it's it's I think like that guy maybe in Watchmen and he's the guy I think yeah. he's the kid in the um Bad News Bears. That's the guy that played him um, in the reboot. Uh, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he's in the original Bad News Bears. He, his the, name is Jackie uh, Earl Haley. Uh, yeah. He played Rorschach in Watchmen, and yeah, he was Freddy, and he's been in a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, he's just not just... Um, Didn't do it just... On, no, which, you know, it's you're taking over for an iconic character that's like, I don't know, that's asking some new guy to take over with Michael Jordan when he retired. It's just, you know, it's hard to do. So, uh, yeah. anyways, Nightmare on Elm Street is moving on. Don't Breathe. Good movie. I saw it a while ago. 
All right, here is a fun one. Uh, old school, I think from the 60s, Rosemary's Baby, number 20, going up against one of my personal favorites, number 45, Halloween Town. Halloween Town. A classic. I've seen both, but even though they're all on streaming, I own them all as well. Well, I think you bought them before Disney Plus I came did, out. but it's okay. Well, before Disney Plus know, came out. I know, I know, I know. Right, my vote's for Halloween Town, too. I, I'm not, I've heard of Rosemary's Baby before and the plot of it, but I've never really sat down and watched it all the way through, I'll be honest with you. But to me, Halloween Town's like a, a classic little kid's Halloween movie, but it still holds up like yeah. after all oh, yeah. these years. You know, it's just a... They had the original, yeah. you know? Oh, the remakes of it though. The sequels, no, we, maybe I'll give him the I'm second not, one. I'm the second one was yet. fine with Calabar's Revenge because his kid yeah. comes and he like tries to like move over Marnie. Started to get a little Halloween Town High. Yeah, no. And then when they switched the the actress, who I love by the way, and she has her own Etsy shop and it's fabulous. But like, I know I've never seen the ones that had a new actress. Um, oh, I didn't even know they made new. I didn't know they. Oh, were they did. Yes. Wow. And I was, I was so against it. I refused to watch them. And also, Debbie Reynolds, iconic, iconic. Oh my God, yeah. So yeah, Halloween Town, and also, uh, isn't it in like Oregon or something that you can actually go to where they shot the movie and like visit it? Because I know Chris and Stephanie went a few years back. Like I think it's in Oregon or something. But yeah, you can like um, actually, they have like the giant pumpkin and everything. Yeah, I, I do believe so. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's a real thing. thing yeah, I think uh, Practical Magic has the same kind of thing you can go visit. Mm, hold that on the Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. All right, that's so all time favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, you might be disappointed here in a few minutes. All right, uh, coming up next now we have, uh, here is a um, the result of the sequel actually being considered better than the original, Evil Dead 2. Versus another underrated, needs to be seen by everybody movie, Ready or Not. Um, I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 because the two, the Evil Dead movies are amazing. Uh, but Ready or Not needs to be seen by everybody because the actress who's in it, uh, let me look up her name really quick. She uh, She's one of like those four actresses that all looks like, like Marco Robbie and uh, yeah. Jamie Presley. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically about this girl... Her name is uh, Samara Weaving. Uh, she's been she was in a, another movie called The Babysitter, which was like a horror flick movie. Um, but this movie, she marries a guy. She marries into a family who's like his family comes from money because like a great 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 whatever uh, started a board game company creating board games, and that's where they made their fortune. Well, then you find out that the guy, the original guy who started the board game company, uh, basically sold his soul to the devil to get that fortune. And so the deal he made with the devil is you'll I'll give you the fortune. You'll make a, a living off these board games. But uh, whenever somebody new comes into the family, you have to play a roulette or like you have to play roulette and then they pull a card and whatever game they pull, they have to play. So whether it's like go fish or shoots and ladders or monopoly, well, the one game that this girl pulls is hide and seek. And out of all the games in, in the roulette, they're all just the regular games you just play them and then you move on with your life but for whatever reason the hide and seek game you have to the girl the bride or husband whoever's new that comes into the family they actually they're the ones that go hide and the family has to go seek them 
And when they find her or him, they have to kill him. They have to sacrifice him. That's the deal the devil made. It's just the one game. And on this particular night of their wedding, the girl pulls the hide and seek card and the, her husband's, her new husband's entire family comes down and hunt her down and try to kill her in their big giant fancy clue house, mansion house. Um, really, 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 really freaking entertaining movie. It came out like last year or two years ago. It was um, before the pandemic because I watched it in the theaters by myself. Yeah, but I feel like that one's on HBO Max right now. I it think is. I've seen it, it pop up a couple times. It is. Times. It's really, really. I, me, I'm just, again, personal bias, but I'm voting for Ready or Not. I would vote for it if it wasn't for Evil Dead being so good. So I'm going yeah. Evil Dead. I, I mean, unfortunately, I am not familiar with Evil Dead, so I have to go with the one I know. It's like... Um, it's, Bruce Campbell. It's like a, a it's almost like a, a dark humor zombie franchise. Um, I mean, Bruce Campbell is the guy who made it all and he started it and everything. Sam Raimi directed it, unfortunately. Um, but... Uh, Really, really freaking good movies. The first and the second one are both great, but Evil Dead Two has made the bracket. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Evil Dead. What do you? Uh, what'd you say, Brad? I think I think we have to advance Evil Dead Two. It's just it makes too much sense as like a Halloween theme one. Yeah. No, the ready or not, but I think Evil Dead Two just deserves to move on in this case. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Evil Dead moving on, but yeah, everybody, if you are into that kind of stuff, watch Ready or Not. It's pretty pretty freaking great all right and now we are moving on to another good matchup uh we're going up against i'm gonna go ahead and say the top the the four iconic names freddy krueger jason Voorhees, leatherface and michael myers are the four heavy halloween guys so yeah, here's mount here's Moore. yeah the there we go mount rushmore thank you brad so the mount rushmore of halloween movies here's one of them halloween versus number 53 carrie the original not the remake Mm-hmm. I still like Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like this is a tough draw for Carrie, but uh, if it was going up against maybe some other movies, it would probably move ahead. I, I would think to move it ahead. Obviously, it got a remake a couple years ago. I think there's some iconic scenes to it, but nothing beats Michael Myers. Rank number 12, I would obviously put it higher because it's probably my favorite Halloween movie. Obviously, named after the Halloween after the holiday itself and in Illinois too, I think that part of it um, makes it good for better for me as well. Like moves it up higher. Yeah. But for me, like that's completely forgot about that movie, you know, Michael Myers never dies really pretty much. So, and uh, I just want to shout out uh, John Carpenter. He was the writer, the director, and he did the, uh, the score. So mm-hmm. the classic Michael Myers uh, song, that was John Carpenter. So the guy would just, he did it all. He did the whole freaking thing. And uh, John Carpenter at the height of his powers and his absolute freaking prime. Halloween, moving on, easy one. Mount Rushmore, like you said. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one. And now we are moving on to the number 21 seed, Dead Alive versus 44, The Omen. I have my thoughts on this, and I'll... Uh, explain them in a second if you guys want to go ahead and give your thoughts between Dead Alive and The Omen. I'm going to go with The Omen. Any reason why? Um, Because, again, it sticks out my memory the most. And um, 
I just remember a scene from the movie that like scared me to death. And so it kind of resonated with me. And so for me, it's, it's the Halloween win of the two. Sure. Sure. I think my, my vote's for the Omen too. I think anytime you have little kids involved in anything, it makes it yeah, much Damien, easier. Yeah, so, that little boy. Uh, that's a movie that like sticks out. Like when you're a little kid, like people are like, "Oh no, you can't watch that movie because it's just too creepy and stuff." Yeah. So yeah, I for me that one sticks out as just a creepy movie. Obviously, like I said, the little kid part of it just makes it even creepier. So I'm voting for the Omen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whenever you see a kid who's like a fucking nightmare, who's a creepy little kid, what do you call him? You call him Damien. So <laughs> it has its reasons between why it's such a great Halloween movie. But um, I was going to vote The Omen, but I will say this about Dead Alive. I've never seen it, but the only reason why I would have even thought about voting for it is because the fucking poster scared the holy shit out of me when I was a kid. Ryan, remember that movie rental place by the Manuka, by the Manuka Creamery back in the day? Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember every time we would go in there, they always had movie posters up. One of them was Fear and Loathing, which kind of creeped me out anyway, because, because you know, he was all fucking doped out. So they made his head look like he was all weirded out. But the other one was the Dead Alive poster. They never took it down. They always had it up. And the poster mm-hmm. was like this girl opening her mouth. And there was like this like skeleton zombie looking guy coming out of her mouth. And it just freaked me out as a kid. And I never saw the movie, but I just remember that poster it always scared me. But uh, The Omen is definitely the better of the two. And it's more iconic. And yeah, it's moving on. And Damien, fuck him. Ugh. All right. And uh, here is another good matchup. Now we're getting into the, not really the nitty gritty, but another good matchup. Number 28, the Rocky Horror Picture Show versus number 37, The Conjuring. Ryan, are you going to go with Tim Curry? Of course. <laughs> I made Brad watch it finally last mm-hmm. year. And what did you think, Brad? I mean, it's a good movie. It definitely has, like, Halloween vibes to it. I feel like that's, like, a costume and a movie that people, like, always, like, come back to when it's Halloween time. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, the, the Conjuring is a much more, like, spookier movie. And it's based on real people, too. Like, yes. Ed Lorraine Warren are real people. They're, real, like, based on real experiences. I know you talked about earlier in the draft, like, because it was based on a true story, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just like that, like the Conjuring stories and the Conjuring universe, like those movies are just creepy. The second one, not so great, but the no. first one was actually really well done. And the remake actually was, or the continuation, I don't know how you, how you phrase it, but the one that came out recently this year, I thought was pretty good still as well. Yeah. I'm... I mean, I do agree, but I mean, Obviously, Rory, you know my vote. Yeah, I knew you were going to vote it before I even said anything. But I'm going with Conjuring because everything Brad said. Um, and also the guys that the the two guys that made the Conjuring movies, um, they kind of helped with the spinoff of the Annabelle movies and everything. But they like they went into like crazy detail to make these movies. I watched an interview with them a few years back. Uh, they went on like ghost tours. They met with like um, exorcists priest they've seen they literally witnessed live exorcisms just to get a feel for what it's like so they knew how to write the script and make the movie like they went into like crazy depth to make this movie great and i'm pretty sure i'm not 100 positive but i'm almost 100 positive that the first time i watched it i turned it off after the first five minutes because there was a ghost the a little boy was talking to in the first five minutes of the movie and the ghost's name was rory 
And I was like, fuck that. And I turned it off. Um, but I eventually watched well, it. Of course, you had to. Yeah. Um, but I watched it and yeah, it was excellent. And the the attention to detail that the two guys that created it went into, I really appreciate. And uh, you just don't see that a lot of nowadays, especially with new horror movies. Everybody just wants to get you with jump scares and all that bullshit. So I appreciate the uh, the ingenuity. Yeah, I just feel like the storytelling is really good in The Conjuring and just the way that they like shoot it. And they don't really rely on jump scares too much. No. Some of the other movies in that series has, but I don't feel like The Conjuring's like that too much. No, not at all. It's very methodical and it's and its pacing is very good as well. So now we are moving on to, as I mentioned earlier, I said there was a funnier zombie movie in this bracket. Number five, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun <laughs> versus number 60, The Hitcher. My answer is Shaun of the Dead. No question. I'm not even going to talk about The Hitcher. I've never seen it. I don't care. Shaun of the Dead is an excellent, excellent movie. And uh, Edgar Wright and them boys, they just put on a clinic in that movie and I love it. I'll agree. Yeah, I think it's 3 0 sweep in this one. I'm not familiar with the hitcher. Yeah. By the title, I can probably tell you what it's about. But I, I believe it's about a hitchhiker that gets picked up and like yeah. murder somebody or tries to or something. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's fear. Um, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead, easy, easy, easy. So yeah, don't even have to talk about it. And now we are moving on to the next portion. The number two seed, Ryan. I'm sorry, this is where you're going to get disappointed. The number two seed, the classic Alfred Hitchcock Psycho versus number 63, Practical Magic. How the fuck did they get in the same category? You can't, <laughs> because you know I love Alfred Hitchcock. But it's the top 64 movies. There's no... I did this with the uh, the Christmas one. I, I fucked up because I put them in their own little categories. This one, I said, fuck it. The top 64, if you're good, you're good. You're going to make the bracket, so... There's no, there's no groups. There's no animated. There's no family friendly. There's no horse. That's just the top 64 Halloween movies. So Psycho going up against Practical Magic. And I can go on for days why Psycho is one of the greatest movies ever made and the historical significance it made in cinema just alone with its, with the sound effects, with the main character getting killed in the middle of the movie, which never happened with, uh, uh, a naked woman in the shower, which never fucking happened back then. Oh yeah. Like Norman Bates, the whole, the birth of Norman Bates, like everything about that movie, the, the sound effect of when she got killed and you see the blood drain down with the, the sound. It's just, it's fucking, it's a perfect movie. Alfred Hitchcock is a fucking creepy individual and he knocked it out of the park with psycho. And I, did you know, he did, he, I would say he pulled a Stanley, but it's yeah, he was up. in, yeah, he was in the background. Yeah, he Stanley always called an Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. yeah, even though I'm pretty sure they're like the same age. I, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's Alfred um, my votes for Psycho as well. I first got introduced to Alfred Hitchcock when we used to. Me and my mom used to go to the library and like rent movies from the library, and we rented The Birds one time because she said it was like super creepy. Um, so that was like the first time I watched Alfred Hitchcock movie, but like you said, Psycho has like so many things to this day that are still like mimicked and, yeah. you know, brought up and like people know the reference. It might not be like the most Halloween type movie, but in terms of like, you know, like a thriller, like slasher type movie 
for that time, like no one was really doing that. And I feel like Alfred Hitchcock, like just didn't care. Yeah. Part, like you said so. And it, it, it was such it was such a perfect movie that yeah. even when the remake came out in the 90s with Vince Vaughn, nobody fucking saw it out of pure respect out of the original because it was so yeah. good that everybody knew that nothing was going to touch it. Holy shit, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I think everybody did and everybody should. Well, they made uh, a series about Bates it Motel. Bates Motel, Motel yeah. And, which is one of the best movie TV shows out there. Yeah, and the, the really kid cool. from, uh, he's on that Good Doctor show now, the doctor yeah. with autism. Yeah, but Vera Farmiga, who was obviously in The Conjuring as well, she's in that, and she plays a great role in Bates Motel. So oh, she yeah, does hard. good in anything yeah, she does. But she's yeah, she's And Bates Motel is a creepy show. Yeah, and I think people should, should watch be. that too. If you're a fan of Psycho, you should definitely check out Bates Motel. It's got to be streaming somewhere in full now. Kind of fell off. Might be on HBO Max to be. Seasons, it might be. It might be on HBO Max. Not 100. Don't quote me. I thought I'm going with Psycho, by the way. It, you wow. know, my heart, but you know how I respect. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, also, a fun fact: uh, if the people who didn't know, um, Eminem actually came out with a two-part album last year dedicated to Alfred Hitchcock, and he named the album "Music to Be Murdered By," which is what Alfred Hitchcock used to call his music in his movies. Because you're getting he kill people to his music, so m- music to be murdered by a two part uh, album that Eminem put out in honor of Alfred Hitchcock. So moving on is Psycho, and so are we. And here we are to an interesting matchup. Uh, this one, uh, number thirty one. Not I don't think anybody knows about it. Uh, I actually watched it in high school uh, as a like an in class tv i don't know it was like a computer i don't even know what the fucking class was but for whatever reason we watched this movie it was really good nobody knows about it but it's called duel it's a steven spielberg movie before steven spielberg was steven spielberg and um it's about this guy who's just driving you know i don't know exactly where he was going but uh there's this truck on the road real gritty beat up nasty truck blown out black black fumes all over the place and he passes them and the guy driving the truck must uh took offense to it and uh he kind of just started this little road rage thing and then you find out that the truck driver is actually trying to kill this dude and the whole movie is just one long road trip of this truck driver trying to kill a guy in the car and the beauty of the movie is that you never actually see the truck driver the the villain of the movie is the truck not the driver because you never see the driver and there's this one scene um where he stops at a diner and uh, he just wants to get off the road. He stops at a diner, gets some food or whatever. And he just looks out the window and he sees the fucking truck parked outside the diner. So now he's in the diner with the driver. And because you never see the driver, you don't know who he is. So there's this just like this real like eerie, just panicky scene where this guy's looking around the diner and you, you just don't know who's in there, who's trying to kill this dude. And neither is the guy. And like, it's very intense. It's very, uh, very action packed, if you will. Uh, but it's going up against Saw, which is my vote. Because if you're going to go Halloween movies, like the little fucking uh, Jigsaw and the little tricycle, yeah. the little Saw clown. Billy, yeah. Yeah. Billy or whatever his name is. Yeah. So Saw is moving on for me. Um, but if, uh, if nobody's seen it, watch Duel. I know for a fact it's on HBO Max because I saw it on there and I was really excited because I want to rewatch it. But. Um, but when did that movie make? When did they make that movie? So I never heard of it before. Yeah, it, I checked it out. Yeah, it, it came out. Let me see. 
1971. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like I said, it was Steven Spielberg before Steven Spielberg. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really good. I forgot. I honestly don't even remember what the freaking class that was, but I was a senior in high school, and the guy was just like, oh, this is one of my favorite movies, so we're going to watch it. I'm like, dope. Free two days of class. But yeah, um, But my vote is for Saw 2. Uh, one of the craziest, like, endings to a movie, like, twists. Uh, the original Saw movie, like... Oh, yeah. Where he's dead in the... Yeah. The dead guy on the floor. It made, like, I feel like a ton of movie, a uh, ton of money at the box office just because it's so spooky, so creepy, and then there's obviously a huge twist, so... And it was different, you know? Saw, the the sequels, obviously, like, I haven't really kept up. I know they just remade it again or whatever with Jigsaw and the Chris Rock one um, book of oh, yeah. Saw. Um, but I haven't really kept up with the series, but the first one... That one still sticks out to me as one of the yeah. craziest horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and like the guy cuts off his foot, and yeah, it was excellent. And that was the dude from um, Princess Bride, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it basically just takes place in one room the whole time. Like, yeah, because it was a low low budget movie. They were just shooting shooting in the dark, hoping they can hit, yeah. and they did. I mean, just an incredible movie. So my vote is for Saw. I feel like it's pretty low on the list coming in at number 34. Like, hmm. it should be higher than that, in my opinion. But yeah. All Saw. Right. Saw, moving on. And now we have another uh, old school classic matchup between The Bride of Frankenstein against Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. The uh, original one. That's a big upset. You think so? I know the Bride of Frankenstein is pretty great, but <sighs> yeah, I feel like you still see a lot of memes with the Bride of Frankenstein, like to this day, on the internet. Like, I don't know. This is a tough matchup. Now, the more that I think about it, I don't know which way I'd fall. I I feel like I voted for Frankenstein, so I owe it to the Bride of Frankenstein to vote <laughs> Bride of Frankenstein. Wow, do we actually have a tiebreaker right now? The first tiebreaker. Um... Well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say that my vote is for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And the reason being, um, the idea of it was great. Uh, you know, a guy who turns into a monster. So it's one person, but different personality. It's like a multiple personality, except they have like different features, like actual physical features. And um, also my reasoning is because Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is where Stanley got his inspiration for the Hulk. Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. So I'm going Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay. And now we're moving on to number 15, Ghostbusters against number 50, a movie that I've never heard of. And it's taken me a hard time to pronounce the Changeling. Changeling? I don't know. Changeling. That was with um, Angelina Jolie. So the Changeling, I think I walked out of the theater. (laughs) Was it bad or just scary? I, I didn't find it scary. Yeah. I literally walked out of the, the theater. I can't say I've seen the changeling before, but when they ask who are you going to call, it's not the changeling, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. So and for me, it's Ghostbusters. Also, Ryan, the changeling, the Anna Jolie one that you walked out of, is a remake of a one from 1980. That's the oh, one. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so I, maybe I give that like one a try. Um, 18 or so. And I went with Leah randomly. Oh yeah. Like, totally walked out of it yeah it came out in 2008 i mean ghostbusters is an iconic cast people still dress up i went as ghostbusters a couple years ago in a halloween costume 
contests like the Ghostbusters. It's iconic. They're coming out with the new one. I think which it's looks really good. The trailer was really good, but I think it's delayed until next year now. Yeah, it has. Uh, but I'm excited for that one. I wasn't a huge fan of the one with um, all of the girls from SNL, but the Ghostbusters, I, the original one, I, that I, one still stands out. I know it was like seriously with the SNL ladies, but I mean, I still appreciated it. Just like I like, I love Ocean's 8. Like, I know it's not the original, but you know. Yeah, yeah I'm going Ghostbusters, the original. Uh, everything about it was amazing. The cast, the, the, the just the iconic. It's almost one of those like perfect movies that you just can't beat. And uh, I'm just going to read the uh, the description of the 1980 Changeling. It's it says after the death of his wife and daughter in a car crash, a music professor staying at a long vacant Seattle mansion is dragged into a decades old mystery by an in- inexplicable presence in the mansion's attic. So it sounds, pre- sounds pretty spooky. It's an 80s horror movie, so it's probably a decent one. But uh, take a look at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ghostbusters, though, it's going to be hard to beat that one. And now we are moving on uh, to another good matchup. We got the 10 seed Dawn of the Dead, another zombie movie against number 55, Candyman. Now that's the original. Uh, they just had a remake that just came out. Uh, Jordan Peele produced movie, or he might have directed or wrote it. I forgot what he did, but uh, that again, this is the original Candyman. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say Dawn of the Dead is my vote. Candyman, iconic. Uh, I think Beetlejuice kind of did it better with the say the name three times deal. Uh, yeah. But Candyman based in Chicago too, but mm-hmm. uh Dawn of the Dead for me, that's like zombies, Halloween type stuff. I, yeah. I would Dawn of the Dead should deserve to move on. To yeah. The next one. Even even the remake of Dawn of the Dead was really good in 2004 with Tyrese and all them when they're in the mall and they like armored up some truck and they were on the roof shooting down on zombies. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. the, so, even the remake was good, which could have probably made this bracket if it wasn't for the one movie per franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, Dawn of the Dead moving on. That was an easy vote. Um, the new Candyman, though, looks really freaking good. I want to check it out. Yeah, I think it just came out recently. I yeah, like had... a couple weeks ago. All right, and then now we're moving on to another Jordan Peele movie, number 23, Get Out Against 42, Dracula. Now that's the original. Uh, if you want to go ahead and say you want to do the Christopher Lee ones, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, but you can just say this is the original Dracula from, like, the 30s or whatever the hell it is. Um. Oh, this one's tricky. Dracula, he's like one of those original movie monsters, like baddies, you know? It's hard to pass up. Get Out was a excellent, excellent movie. The, um, the idea of it, that these rich old white people are like taking on the bodies of fit, well, black people, which is kind of messed up if you think about it, which makes that movie even more eerie and creepy. And then like the whole twist at the end and um the this everything about it was excellent movie um but i'm i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say dracula just cuz of the the halloween aspect yeah of it. i think dracula's pretty too iconic to not take it on this one i know my vote doesn't count but i really like get out is i know it's not a halloween movie but it, in terms of like spookiness and just like the horror genre and well, yeah. Yeah, the feeling of uneasiness, really very, like every movie, every time he's around, like the 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 handyman or the yard guy or whatever, and then <laughs> they, like 
and like you could just tell there's something off and there's something you yeah. just don't know until the end and yeah, yeah it's just the feeling of uneasiness but it, this was horror instead of hollow halloween i would pick get out but halloween i'm going with dracula i'll vote for get out but like i said my vote doesn't matter but dracula you know it's just one of those halloween costumes that's never going to go away so i feel like dracula is part of halloween forever and it's one of those stories that's always going to get remade in some point at some point i think he was even in buffy the vampire slayer which makes sense so now we are moving on to uh, the number 26 seed against the 20, uh, sorry, the 39th seed, American Werewolf in London versus The Wicker Man. Both older movies. One came out in the 80s, I believe. Wicker Man came out in the 70s, I think. Don't quote me. Yeah, 73. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say The Wicker Man is my vote because Christopher Lee. Me too. Christopher Lee. He's... Uh, He's a giant in the world of creepy horror movies. So, um, yeah, that's my vote. And Ryan, you said Wicker Man? Yeah. American Werewolf in London, great movie. Great, scary freaking movie because it was practical effects when the guy would turn into the werewolf. Really fucking creepy, but Wicker Man is excellent. All right, and now we are moving on to the number seven seed, Young Frankenstein against number 58, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods was excellent. Uh, the movie, the the the... Um, idea of the movie was really kind of really interesting but gene wilder is young frankenstein yeah no that's my vote yeah again i feel like it's too prevalent in today's culture still gene wilder actually great performance and my votes for young frankenstein as well i guess i'll go with the same i didn't i did like cabin in the woods but again i think it's to young frankenstein gene wilder all that yeah and also uh peter boyle you know peter boyle from the dad from everybody loves raymond yeah he played the monster hmm. interesting really? yeah fun fact all right so yeah uh young frankenstein moving on and now we are oh here's an interesting uh two animated movies number three it's a great pumpkin charlie brown against number 62 Coraline. i will say Charlie Brown because I haven't seen Coraline, and I'm but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, but I it's again going back to a classic. How Charlie Brown? Yeah, yeah, definitely it's, Charlie Brown. I feel like this has gone on for so long now that it's just part of Halloween, and um, uh, it just you feel like that part of it is mi- if you don't watch it during Halloween time that something's missing. So my vote's for Charlie Brown. Yeah, and I, I said this last year in the the Christmas bracket because the Charlie Brown Christmas movie was in it. The uh, the little Christmas tree that everybody has at Christmas time, yeah. like it's the same thing. The great pumpkin, everybody mm-hmm. has Charlie Brown pumpkin, and it's yeah, it's it's the classic. And now we are moving on to number thirty, the original Phantom of the Opera, against number thirty five, The Fly. That's a tricky one for me. I'm gonna take a minute and see what you guys have to say. Um, I don't know if the Phantom of the Opera is something that I really think about when it comes to Halloween. Um, the Fly is definitely a creepy type of movie. Yeah, so is. my vote is for The Fly in this one. Yeah, tight matchup, but it just comes down to like what you think about when you think of Halloween, and I choose The Fly. 
Yeah. yeah. I was leaning towards the fly because of Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah. And then I just looked up him up. I just looked it up on uh, IMDb. I completely forgot that Gina Davis was in it as well. So, yeah, the fly. That's an easy one now that I think about it. A couple appearances for Gina Davis now that. Yeah. Beetlejuice, fly. Yeah. So, I mean, they're on two different sides of the bracket, but they could always meet in the championship. Oh, you never know. Um, yeah. And now. Here is an interesting one moving on. Not a lot of people know the name of this movie, but they've definitely seen it because he's been turned into gifts. He's been turned into memes. Uh, he's been around since the 20s. Nasferatu, number 19 against number 46, Johnny Depp in Sleepy Hollow. Um, Nasferatu is my vote. It is super fucking creepy. You can watch the entirety on YouTube. It's like an hour long, but it's about this hitchhiker that gets picked up by this dude that turns out to be like a vampire and he like slowly turns into a vampire. And I guarantee you, if you look it up right now, you'll be like, yep, I've seen this before. Cause it's like that. It's like twenties black and white. The dude, he has yeah. like that shock face and he's got the big vampire fangs. Yeah. Super fucking creepy. Cause he does, he's not a vampire right away. He like slowly turns into he it. Kind of looks like the guy from um, Harry Potter. What's uh, that's Ryan's that? expertise. Yeah. Like the guy with no nose. Voldemort. Yeah. Voldemort. Even I knew he that. Jeez. Like that, at, like for a bit. He who shall not be named. Yeah. Yeah. You say his name again, you're gonna get your nose chopped off by Ryan. Um, I voted in this one is I know Nosferatu is a iconic character. Obviously, you've seen the memes, the gifts, but my vote for this one is actually Sleepy Hollow. I like Johnny Depp's performance in that movie a lot, and it's just it just feels like kind of a, like a spooky, you know fairy tale type of movie around Halloween time that, you know, urban legend that people tell to pass down from generation to generation. Yeah. My vote's for Sleepy Hollow. Same. I mean, not to mention you got uh, Richie in there and she's like queen of Halloween. Queen of Halloween. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't remember. I don't honestly, I don't even know if I've seen the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow. I've just seen literally everything else that's been Sleepy Hollow and the Headless Horseman and everything. Um, yeah i mean that's fine sleepy hollow moving on but if anybody is interested as a, a true hollywood or a halloween purist wants to see something creepy watch nosferatu it's on um I've, youtube it, it sounds familiar for sure yeah it's, i mean it's been around for oh, about 100 years almost so um you've either heard the name or you've definitely seen the dude he's he's been a, around the internet yeah. all right and now we are moving on to an unknown little unknown should be more known than it is uh, the devil's backbone versus number 51 scream i've never heard of devil's backbone so i'm gonna have to go with scream yeah uh the Devil's backbone i haven't seen it i've heard about it um and then i saw it had pretty good ratings so it made the bracket obviously but it's uh i think it's uh who made it actually yeah uh, guillermo del toro uh, you know, the guy, Gamble, he did a Hellboys and the Pacific. Yeah. So, uh, and he did the, did he do the Shape of Water? Was that Guillermo? I don't remember. Um, so. It seemed definitely like a Guillermo movie with the weird fish guy. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going with Scream because uh, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Ghostface, everything about it. That it, mask is forever famous. Yeah, it's one of those... Like, if there was, like, a, a smaller Mount Rushmore, I feel like Ghostface would be on it. Yeah. Just because I mean, of the iconic of it. I've 
that's probably one of my favorite horror movies. Came out in the nineties. Yeah. Obviously, it spawned all the scary movie like spoof films. Dude, and stuff within like that. five minutes, and Drew Barrymore in the tree is like traumatizing. Oh yeah. Funny character coming out in uh, Call of Duty again. Another Call of Duty. Yeah. Coming out yeah. this Halloween. Uh, and- the Scream Mask Ghostface Killer guy. I it's just Scream's such a good movie. The second one's good too. The third one not so great. But I actually didn't mind the last one, the fourth one, and then they're obviously the trailer just dropped the other day for the new one that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Courtney Cox is back in it, right? Yeah, good. she is. Yeah, they're bringing back all the legends for this one. So are her bangs coming back? I don't know, but <laughs> it's funny because she t- she jokes about her bangs all the time on her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. David, at, uh, <laughs> yeah. everybody's back. So. Let's get the. <laughs> new generation ex-wife and ex-husband together hey they're still like best friends though aren't they because they have kids together and they actually did a divorce right and like, have one daughter yeah yeah because she was pregnant in the final season right yeah yeah um yeah scream and also out of all the scary movies the the spoof movies the one where they made fun of scream which i think was scary movie one the original was yeah, the was. best one the best one because oh, that was yeah. when like he called he's like ah, ah, and he's got like yeah, it was yeah. awesome and then doofy the was ended up being ghost fit. Yeah. yeah um by the way none of the scary movies made the bracket because uh they all suck but the first one was actually pretty great so first, now good. i like the, the first one. two the first two are great the ones with the wayne brothers were awesome yeah well yeah I like the second one because they're in the mansion. It's like, oh, I'll take my strong hand. And then it had the Adidas commercial with the basketball. Like, it just randomly started bouncing on the stairs. Such a random. Yeah, great movies. Uh, besides that, um, the rest were all garbage. And now we're moving on to number 11, The Crow. And against number 54, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. There's like three or four Tim Burton movies in this. But uh, I'm going to go with The Crow. Damn. Such a creepy freaking movie. Oh, and- yeah. The story behind it and how um, I'm, I, I've, I don't know his Brandon. first name. I should look. Bruce Brandon Lee. Thank you. Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee. Uh, he actually died on set making the movie, which is yeah. really eerie because Bruce Lee died on the set of a movie that he was making at almost the same age, I think. So it's really freaking creepy how that mirrored each other. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole too. I think it was one of his, his first roles, main roles. It was in the yeah. crow, and then he unfortunately passed away. But we watched a documentary on yeah, Bruce Lee. My vote's for the crow too. I feel like Corpse Bride is obviously more like Halloween oriented, and you know you're getting Tim Burton and Johnny Depp again. But yeah, uh, I'll vote for the crow on this one just because it's such a you know creepy type of movie and then you've got his death surrounding it too yeah and i'm i'm voting for crow for twofold one uh the story of it is actually creepy in itself him and his fiance get murdered and then he comes back from the dead a year later to get revenge which is really creepy and then also uh he inspired one of the greatest character wrestling gimmicks of all time in sting in Mm -hmm. the the height of the attitude era in wcw so yeah the crow is uh, my vote for this one two together about that one yeah it was actually scott hall's idea he uh because uh sting he did like this surfer california like bleach blonde hair top high top thing and then uh uh, scott hall was like hey you should come back you ever see the crow you should come back as that guy so but still uh great freaking movie and and uh now we're moving on to number 22 one of the scariest movies of all time the exorcist 
versus number 43, the Wolfman. Again, I'm going to have to go with the Exorcist. Like, I remember when we were at the Tryon house, Sarah and I were watching it. And all of a sudden, during one of the really spooky scenes, the TV shut off and the VHS popped out of the player. And we were like, yeah, fuck that. I mean, we still kept watching it, but like we didn't put our feet on the floor, nothing like. Yeah, I I would have burned the TV and probably the house down if that ever happened. So uh, kudos for you guys to continue on. So, yeah, I'm going with the exorcist as well. Uh, Just the whole like the exorcism of it and like the girl spinning her head and then puking all over the place. And then uh, it's just yeah, it's such an iconic movie. And there's been so many different like branches of it and spinoffs like the exorcism of Emily Rose. And there's been spoofs of it. I think it's one of the uh, Think Scary Movie 3 did like a spoof of it yeah they did yeah um but yeah i'm going with the exorcist as well wolfman great movie one of the uh original monster movie characters but exorcist for this one is moving on yeah i'm doing the exorcist as well probably watch that movie way too young again renting it from the library with one of my friends who's like a a big movie buff and we probably watched it when i was too young but I think we all did. Let's be honest. I think all the movies and, we watched way too young. Yeah, in the eighties and nineties, parents didn't really give a shit what their kids were doing. So, like, so I'm voting for The Exorcist in this one. No, no offense to the Wolf Man. Yeah. All right. Now we're moving on to um, this movie. I'm about to talk about is so underappreciated for what it was. Uh, it's Alan Tudyk, and I don't remember the other guy's name, but it's called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Now, this movie is on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. I watched it 10 years ago when I was living with Tyler and Nick at the uh, the Lalo's apartment. Yeah. It randomly, we just saw it randomly on, on Netflix. We turned it on, and oh, my God, I could not what? stop laughing with how stupid, ridiculous this movie was. And guys, Tudyk, and I can't, I'm going to look up the guy's name, but they are, they are like in a cabin in the woods, and they're just like living their lives and doing stuff and like these like weird college age kids come by and they're like trying to do some weird i don't I, I, it's been so long since i've seen it but basically they're trying to kill tucker and dale and tucker and dale like these like dumb redneck wood boys like have no idea what the hell's going on and they just somehow managed to survive by accidentally killing all these kids in like the stupidest ways. Like one kid's like chasing after him and he trips over some branches in the woods and he like falls into a wood chipper and like dies. Mm-hmm. And like another guy like falls onto a, a tree that got knocked over and gets impaled by the, the tree at the bottom. Like it, it's it, but it was just so funny and so stupid. Um, the other guy's name is Tyler Labreen. Labreen, I don't know. But Alan Tudyk, he, you know, he's a, I, he's such a funny actor. And uh, yeah, so Tucker Dale, but it's going up against Paranormal Activity. And let me tell you, the first time I watched that fucking movie, I didn't sleep for a couple of days. So as much as I want to say Tucker and Dale because of how great it was and how funny it was, I'm going on Halloween creepiness based movies. Paranormal Activity is it for me. Same. I definitely thought you're going to take Tucker, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but my vote for Paranormal Activity too. I feel like that movie came out like just in the time when like that security cameras and like you know internet and everything started to really like explode. Yeah, 
and it was just like the the perfect movie for the time kind of like the Blair Witch Project in the late 90s like it just played on the senses and the fear of people so my vote is for paranormal activity yeah and it was like right before the height of like social media and everything like that so like but I feel like it was a viral campaign too right for like the movie like it almost made it seem like it was like real again like very much playing off the the Blair Witch type of like campaign, and it was a bunch of like, like up and coming actors, like nobody <laughs> indie actors. And I read somewhere that it only cost them like five grand to make the whole movie, yeah. and Super it grossed robot. it grossed and like that was a three Blumhouse million or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Blumhouse movie, and that really kicked off like you know a lot of the horror movies that we have today because I think it was so successful that they were able to keep making movies you have to double check on that but i'm pretty sure it was a blumhouse movie yeah one of, it, one of I th- I, that sounds right i've heard that before but yeah when i heard it, it only cost like five grand to make i was like holy shit and they made millions and millions probably close to billions with all the franchises and stuff they made um but yeah now we're moving on to the last matchup of the first round uh it's a pretty good one but i'm you know where i'm leaning so we're gonna go with number six the shining jack nicholson stanley kubrick Against number fifty-three, the creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm going. I'm going with The Shining. Hundred percent The Shining. I mean, Stanley Kubrick's a big-time legend in the game, but I feel like this is probably his masterpiece, his crown jewel. A lot of people would say that other movies that he made are, you know, stick out more for them. But The Shining, Jack Nicholson's performance. This is probably his best performance in my eyes. One that people go back to time and time again, but unbelievable movie, unbelievable script, just super creepy. Again, another movie I watched way too young. Yeah. And also Stanley Kubrick was a fucking asshole to the actress Shelley Duvall to the point to where she quit acting because of this movie, because he purposely tormented her behind the scenes, the entire, the entirety of filming the movie just to keep her character on edge all the time. And that scene where Nicholson was, he bangs in the door with the axe. Like, I don't, I, I think I read that she didn't know that was coming. Something like that. Like she, that wasn't in her script. Like her script was that she was just going to hide in the bathroom. And then Nicholson just started like hitting the door with the axe. And that terror of her screaming was real because she didn't know it was coming. And all right, now we are moving on to the second round, uh, the top 32. And the first matchup is the silence of the lambs versus it from the newer one with the kids uh tricky this is a hard one for me uh you know know. i'm gonna pick silence of the lambs because i well yeah from a psychological perspective and again the, the therapist in me is picking this one i know last time i picked it because it traumatized me so much yeah but compared to silence of the lambs i think Again, especially because it was the remake one you said of it with the kids. Like, I'm going to have to still pick Silence of the Lambs for this one. Yeah, me too. I'm going Silence of the Lambs. Good call. Uh, yeah, I just can't get over uh, Anthony Hopkins and Buffalo Bill and everybody. And yeah, and like at the end when he gets out. And, and also... Uh, as as did Psycho with Bates Motel, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, they made that Hannibal TV show, which uh, I haven't seen, but I've heard it's awesome. So that's a that's a plus for me. Um, and also, 
I wonder, I don't know if this is something I'm just spitting out, shooting in the wind here, but I wonder, I don't know when Silence of the Lambs actually came out, what year, but I wonder if it had any kind of... I think it was uh, in the 60s. 60s? No. Si oh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if it had any kind of inspiration from uh, the... The guys from the the Mind Hunter show, where they those real dudes that run around and interviewed serial yeah. killers, and they're actually the ones that Psycho. that actually uh, they uh, coined the phrase serial killer. So I wonder if they had any inspiration from that real life event, because that's basically what Jodie Foster was doing. She was interviewing yeah. Hannibal Lecter. I'm sure that they definitely drew off some like you know Buffalo Bill definitely had some Texas Teen Chainsaw Massacre type of things in there, but oh yeah. Kind of I, I, I mean, my vote doesn't matter, but I think I would have voted for it in this one just because, like I said, probably one of my favorite movies in the last five or six years. And yeah, it is great. Um, any movie with just, little kids like swearing or based on Halloween, like not it's not even like Halloween, um, you know, based, but like during that fall time of year where it just like feels yeah. like everybody's kind of like outside and, and just like ready to be the, given PTSD the weather and stuff yeah, right. like so I would vote for it but Silence of the Lamb moves on it's a great movie it just yeah if it was anywhere else on the bracket it might have gone farther same with E.T. last round when I lost to the Silence of the Lambs but yeah <laughs> um, maybe next round we'll talk a little bit about Buffalo Bill about how creepy he was anyways now we're moving on to Frankenstein versus the Invisible Man Oh, I'm going again to iconic movie monsters. I'm going Frankenstein. Same. All right. Bradley. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Frank Frankenstein again. I really like the Invisible Man movie. And that, like I said, I like the way that they kind of revived it. And I, I hope that they make another one, but I'm not sure really how you continue the series on after the movie the way that it ended the first time but i'll vote for frankenstein in this one i'm okay moving them forward I iconic halloween character all right cool now we're moving on to another fucking hard matchup holy shit the nightmare before christmas versus beetlejuice beetlejuice for me without question i'm not Action. the hugest fan of like if i had to have a choice what do you want to watch Beetlejuice Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. Like I'm gonna pick Beetlejuice. Oh, now that you put it that way. Ah. Ah. Shit. Oh, Brad, what do you say? Can you please decide? Um, for me, it's pretty easy. I, I would pick Beetlejuice. Oh, thank God. I said, Michael Keaton in that movie is so great, you almost forget that it's even him behind the makeup. Like, if you didn't know who it was, you wouldn't be able to tell. He just immersed himself in a role that's like not even like a real, you know, life character. I don't know. Tim Burton's probably best movie for me. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan, but Beetlejuice is a real big Tom Halloween movie for me. I feel like I always have to watch it every year. Yeah. Uh, Battle of the Burton movies. I didn't even think about that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for taking Beetlejuice because I didn't know which way to go. But yeah. And, it, and also... The cultural significance today with Beetlejuice with internet memes and everything like that. Like he's everywhere. Um, so yeah, Beetlejuice, that's a good call. But yeah, a great cast too, like iconic cast. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're moving on to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus the thing. Kurt Russell versus Leatherface. Ooh. Leatherface for me. Yeah, I'm going Leatherface. Again, the realism of it, because it was a real dude, an actual person. 
Yes. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me is pretty scary. And that, those are two big upsets back-to-back. I know Beetlejuice ranked number 41, Texas Chainsaw Massacre number 40, but I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre moves on. You know what movie I was shocked wasn't in that first round, and I can't remember the name of it, but again, kind of like Leatherface, um, his car license plate said, Be Eating You. Um Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. yeah. When I watched it when I was 13 and terrified me. Yeah, there's a couple. I don't know if anybody noticed. There was a couple snuffs that uh, felt like it should be in there. Uh, Jeepers Creepers is one. Child Play, you know, the Chucky doll. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. How about Hocus Pocus? Did not make it. Brutal. Yeah. It's, I don't yeah. understand. It's, it, it, there was a strategic rating system that i thoroughly went through and oh, i as, believe you as much as i wanted hocus pocus and child's play to be on there they just didn't make it hmm. all right so texas chainsaw massacre is moving on and now we're down to fuck me man these matchups are getting hard coco versus nightmare on elm street and uh, yeah mm, i'm going freddy krueger uh mount rushmore same. same i mean i love coco it's beautiful but again, if we're going to bring it strictly down to Halloween as the ratings are getting, you know, closer and closer, mm-hmm. Coco's Day of the Dead. And again, the other one is more, you think, Halloween. Yeah. And the whole idea of literally not wanting to fall asleep because he's going to kill you in your dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one thing that humans have to do other than eat and drink water. Fuck. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, as much as I love Coco, I just, you got to go Freddy Krueger, like we said before, uh, Mount Rushmore type of character. The guy just comes at you when you least suspect it. So Nightmare on Elm Street should move on for sure. All right. Awesome. Uh, now we're moving on. We have Halloween Town versus Evil Dead 2. Halloween Town for me. Wow, these are really hard. I don't like it. Um, also, I just want to point out, I just realized I don't believe that a Jason Voorhees movie made this bracket either. Hmm. We talk about, talk about the Mount Rushmore and one of the four is not even on there. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but I feel like those movies aren't highly rated. It's just like a, a cult like, character. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Friday the 13th. It doesn't really stick out to me as a horror movie that I always have to watch during Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you watch it on any Friday the 13th of any month of any year, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So I'm going to go Halloween Town because that was my childhood movie. I used to watch it all the time and Evil Dead is amazing. But Halloween Town is my vote. Yeah. Halloween Town for me is moving on. Another big time upset. Because Evil Dead ranked number thirteen, but yeah. Halloween Town moves on for me. Halloween Town's fighting for all those family-friendly Disney Halloween movies that yeah. didn't make the bracket. Really, only one in the bracket. <laughs> Don't look one. under the bed. Oh yeah, like uh, under wraps and. Uh, oh yes, all of them. Yeah. They were they were all judged. All those movies were on the original. Yes, yeah. I watch. I rewatch all of them all the time. We have are moving on to Halloween. 
Mount Rushmore versus The Omen. Creepy little boy. Halloween. Fuck Damien. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Even though Damien, I'm pretty sure, has supernatural powers because he's the son of the devil. Uh, I still believe I don't Michael, care. Myers would, Michael Myers would whoop that little boy's ass. So uh-huh. I'm going Halloween. Halloween? So, yeah. Okay. Well, Halloween moving on. All right. Now we have The Conjuring versus Shaun of the Dead. Conjuring. Shaun of the Dead for me. Oof. I said that out loud really quickly, but I'm okay. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Oof. All right, Brad. Brad, what is it? Uh, I feel bad. I, for me, I guess it, it would be The Conjuring just because <laughs> it's based on real life. It has yeah. real life elements to it. You know, they've made multiple movies on top of that that have continued in the series. I know that's a big upset, but yeah. Conjuring for me sticks out as like one of those spooky ones that you got to watch during the Halloween season. Yeah, that's true. I think I just jumped the gun because I love Shaun of the Dead and everything I said last time about The Conjuring with the detail that the directors went into. Yeah. But um, oh, Shaun of the Dead very, you know, it's a nice play on the genre and it has comedic elements to it, obviously, but I, yeah. I, I feel like Conjuring is just so spooky and it just has one of those oh yeah just like the real life like oh man you could imagine buying like a house like that that was just super creepy and had like mm-hmm. elements. um yeah i know because we have to do the bracket and it's been almost two hours already um i the i heard a story i'm not going to tell it but uh, about a couple that after putting in 17 offers for houses um, and got turned down, the realtor called them. was like, oh, my God, you finally got one. And then they were like, this seems familiar. And it was um, one of one of the famous houses from. Like Amityville. Yeah. I don't think anybody lives at the Amityville Horror House. Mm-hmm. I think it's been yeah. vacant for like 40 years. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that's another movie Amityville Horror didn't make a bracket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a tough one to, to leave out, but Isn't only can make it, I guess. 64. All right. And now we're moving on to another good matchup. We have Psycho versus Saw. This is an easy one for me. Uh, Saw was awesome, and what it did for the genre of horror slasher films, uh, but Psycho it's the original. It's the classic. It's half yeah, of Hitchcock. It's Psycho. The it's just the music alone. Like literally, the, the just the the music of um, Norman Bates killing the girl in the shower. That that sound alone can make it into like the elite of this bracket. It it broke so many barriers, though. Seriously. Yeah. Like, like I don't think people understand. About. Like it seems like no big deal today because of how much nudity and stuff like that and sex yeah, but windows and movies. But the girl in the shower, seeing her from like the shoulders up naked was like, Oh my gosh, that's like uh gone with the wind. When uh, what's his name got fined for saying, uh, I don't give a damn. He said, damn in a movie. He got fined. He got fined like $5,000 like that. Back, and back, back in the day. That's back, like- yeah. Yeah. So like back in the day, wow. stuff like that didn't happen. Like when Elvis was on TV and he would shake his hips, they would have to film him from the waist up because well, yeah, they couldn't the, show him shaking Brady his hips. Brady Bunch with separate beds in the yeah. first handful of seasons. They just that's how it was back in the day. So for Alfred Hitchcock to say fuck all of it and 
Psycho Man, it's such an iconic, important movie. Just not even in horror, just in movies in general for what it did oh, yeah. for cinema. So, yeah, I'm going Psycho. And now we're down to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde versus the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. The classic. I know. I mean, is. that's hard because, like, that's an old school classic, iconic one. But I'm not going to watch Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde at Halloween if I had a choice between that and Ghostbusters. Yeah, you make a good argument. Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right, fine. You're right. Ghostbusters. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like the watchability, the rewatchability is an important factor. <laughs> Just the unbelievable cast. You get those guys at the height of their power, basically. I don't know if you've ever seen like the rumored cast of Ghostbusters, but Eddie Murphy was, was supposed, supposed to be. Yeah. Well, if they would have got Eddie Murphy in that, we're talking about you know all time movie on top of a movie that's already an all time great. Um, but my vote is for Ghostbusters, hundred percent. I yeah, Ghostbusters, easy one. All right, and uh, now we're moving on to the original Dawn of the Dead versus Dracula. Um. I don't know if there's any zombie movies left in the bracket, so I'm going to go Dawn of the Dead because zombies are scarier than vampires to me. Yeah, it's tough for Dracula. He can't even go out during the day, but either like zombies, I guess, can. You got to go with Dawn of the Dead, in my opinion. Yeah. It's it's tough to lose an iconic character like that, but Dawn of the Dead deserves to move on. Just a really good movie. Yeah, it's for me, it's the same. It's kind of like the last one when I said, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, like Dracula, yes, hardcore, old school, iconic player, but the rewatchability. I think, yeah, yeah. we're going to, we're going to get into a point to where it's going to be like, okay, which movie am I going to watch before the other? Like, that's yeah. how good these matchups are going to be. And with that, moving on to The Wicker Man versus Young Frankenstein. And I'm sticking with Young Frankenstein because Gene Wilder is my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I agree. Easy one. Young Frankenstein. Such a funny movie too. People forget that it's funny. All right, and now we are down to it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown versus the Fly. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm, okay. Yeah, I feel like the Fly is a spooky movie, but it's hard to go against my guy Charlie Brown. I'm a mm. big Charlie Brown guy in. If I feel like out of all the specials, you know, probably outside of the Christmas one, like the pumpkin one is the first one that, that comes to mind for me. Very Halloween themed and just a great story to watch at Halloween time. Yeah, that's an easy one, I guess, because the fly is creepy, but Charlie Brown's iconic. It's hard to pass. Uh, here's another good matchup. Sleepy Hollow versus Scream. I'm going, I'm going Scream. Ghostface. Scream. Yeah. Yeah, it's Scream for me, too. Like, I I, I do enjoy Sleepy Hollow. Uh, I think we already talked about it at length, but Scream, just yeah. too many elements to keep it back. I mean, 51 on the list is absolutely absurd for Scream, because for me, that's a top five, like, Halloween horror they, type Yeah, they did, a, they did an amazing job with, like, the murder scenes and the graphics West and Craven. stuff there. Yeah, yeah Wes Craven. I forgot that was a Wes Craven film. Yeah. All right. Now we are at The Crow versus The Exorcist. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. For me, not so much. I'm voting The Exorcist just because of the way that 
you know, it's lived on for so long. People still are scared of it to this day. Yeah. The Crow, while it's like a spooky movie, it, it doesn't fit it, the It doesn't the Halloween scream Halloween. Type. Yeah, I can see that yeah. now. There's just certain themes that you see throughout the movie that's like, oh, Exorcist uses a lot of fog, a lot of darkness to it. But it just feels like, you know, like a cold fall night. That's what I think of when I think of Halloween movies. And The Crow just doesn't have that type of yeah. for me. I concur. Uh, the Crow, awesome. Again, love Brandon Lee. Love the, the idea of it. Also, the inspiration for Sting. Um, but, yeah, The Exorcist is literally, it's got to be one of the scariest movies of all time. Just unbelievably iconic movie that holds to this day. 40-year-old movie. It's hard to do. And now... Moving on to the last matchup of the second round, we have Paranormal Activity versus The Shining. Yeah, I'm going Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Uh, yeah, same. So like the like the the red rum, the little twin girls, the bloody uh, elevator, the yeah. the bar scene where he's talking to ghosts that it aren't, the, the like, everything, everything about it like. You know, that shot of the little boy riding on the tricycle with the tracking shot, like everything about it just screams like, like uncomfortable. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's, it's like a perfect movie to watch. The Shining such a creepy movie that you just, you have to move it on. As much as I like Paranormal Activity and it really opened up, I think another genre of horror movies yeah. and built on like the Blair Witch Project. It's just The Shining's way too iconic to, yeah to a movie like that i think what paranormal like perfected what blair witch attempted um i will say actually because it was like before it came out in like 08 i think 07 08 so this is really before like the height of social media so you couldn't just go on twitter and you know like the actors actors from the movies weren't like posting on their instagram like hey come see our movie so like when it first came out when I first saw it, I was like, was this fucking real? Because the way they yeah. edited it, the way it ended, there was no like, a lot of behind, like yeah. So it's like, was this act like is this real? Cause it seems fucking real. Like everything about it seemed real. So it was until they came out on DVD and like on literally on the DVD cover, it said, Oh, there's an alternate ending. I'm like, Oh, it's not real. Okay. But yeah. But like at the same time, it jumped the shark a lot too. Like they started making a lot of sequels right away and it just, yeah, they, did- the yeah. same effect as the first one but the first one's it's fucking spooky hell yeah out about it yeah but it's not the shining. It's not the shining but it's not the shining the shining to these days still you know and that's a real life place too that they filmed yep. it at. that place is haunted too so it, i mean that kind of has a real life element to it there's been documentaries made about the making of the movie so yeah uh, the shining for me all right and now we're moving on to the Sweet 16. We have a good matchup. Silence of the Lambs versus Frankenstein. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter is just too iconic. He, yeah. he overtakes almost Frankenstein as an iconic type of character just because he's such a, a big part of like our growing up and our childhood where you think of like Hannibal Lecter, like people just you know, calling people Hannibal Lecter, like that's a big insult. So I, I feel like Hannibal Lecter and the Sounds of the Lambs has to move on. Yeah, I agree. And also like with Hannibal, he wasn't even like the main villain in the movie. He was just like a kind of side character, a side quest for Jodie Foster. It was Buffalo Bill who was the bad guy. Yeah. 
and people forget how fucking terrifying he was and how creepy he was and you know putting his junk in between his legs and putting putting the lotion in the basket like he was fucking terrifying and yeah the well, whole- that guy's creepy yeah way more creepy than hannibal lecter but hannibal lecter is just uh all you just, time yeah you're just, just because he's so serious and so stoic about him you know things and just so straightforward and blunt like you just got to be freaked out by that but buffalo bills a certified psychopath yeah understand. it freaked me out when it dawned on me when i rewatched it i don't know not within this last year that buffalo bill was um the captain in monk oh that's funny yeah yeah, you forget about that. Like, um, also, a little another fun nugget about Silence of the Lambs. You were talking about uh, houses from iconic movies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, somebody put up for sale the house, Buffalo Bill's house that they filmed the movie in. And the realtor, they literally couldn't sell it because people thought it was an actual serial killer's house. So the realtor had to like post all over the social media accounts like, hey, this is that was just like a set setting set place for a movie. Like it wasn't real. He didn't have people. There's no well in the basement. Like he didn't murder people. Please, please, please please buy this house. But still, I don't know if you want to go to that, though. Just just a bad omen of it. Just even if it's not the set, you know, you got to feel a little bit spooky walking into it. Yeah. All right. So, Silence of the Lambs moving on to the Elite Eight. And now we're down to Beetlejuice versus the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Beetlejuice for me. I'm going Leatherface. Mount Rushmore, iconic. I love Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton, um, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Tim Burton, probably Tim Burton's best next to Batman. Uh, But Texas Chainsaw, the fact that he was a real dude, I can't get away from that. I think that's just terrifying to me. So for me, I think the reason, like when I pick Halloween movies, I don't necessarily jump to the ones that are going to terrify me because again, from a psychological perspective, I'm like, holy shit. Like that could actually happen. That has happened. Yeah. And it, and it just makes me paranoid and my anxiety really high. So like Ghostbusters, I'm like, yeah, okay. So you mean you good. mean to tell me that there can't be a giant marshmallow man walking through the streets of New York? Hey, you guys put me in a tough position because I feel like this is a tough matchup. Yeah, it is. And both of them were upsets too, so it's forty seed against forty one. Uh, <sighs> I feel I I feel like just like as Halloween, I, I know Leatherface. We said how iconic he is, and it's based on a true story that definitely adds the spookiness of it, but. For me, it's Beetlejuice. Just, I, it's hard to move away from Keaton in that role, and then on top of it, you've got Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin in it. The Dayo when they're you know daylight coming, we want to go home when they're singing. Oh it. my god, the, I forgot about that. The house and uh, Kevin McAllister's mom is in it too. Oh yeah, he even brought her up at all, and I she's feel like ageless. she's a big part of that movie. Oh so. yeah. All right, Beetlejuice for me just it fits the time of year. You always see it on TV. It always pops up this time of year. Beetlejuice just it feels like a Halloween type of movie for me. I don't know. I know Texas Chainsaw Massacre really sets the the tone for the horror genre, but Beetlejuice it's an original script. Tim Burton he loves Halloween, 
So I'm I'm picking Beetlejuice in this one, which is tough to eliminate Leatherface, but Beetlejuice it is. All right, not you know what? I don't disagree with you guys. I just yeah. So Beetlejuice moving on, not a problem with me. And now we are down to the Nightmare on Elm Street versus Halloween Town. Oh again, boy! Again, you know my preference of how I pick movies to watch because, like, again, I get really, really scared whenever it can be something that's like real versus like mm. random ass zombie alien movies, like. You know, to me. So wait, which one out of these two movies is the more realistic one? No, I'm saying like I the ones that are less real. Oh yeah, those are the ones you prefer. Yeah, because I'm not scared necessarily. So which one's less real to you? A a child tartarfile that gets burned to death that comes back to life. I know, but again, it's just shit like that. It's set the setup just too real for me. so you're voting Halloween Town then? Yeah. Okay. Your favorite Halloween movies. I feel like I'm gonna make you make a tough decision on this one, Rory. So my vote is for Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger. I'm not taking down two icons in back to back here. So I'm gonna leave it to you. I know you've got a lot of feelings towards both of them, so it's gonna be tough for you. But I'm not taking down Freddy by myself. So. Oh no. I'm voting uh, for. I don't know. I don't know. Um Halloween Town was my favorite like Disney original movies. It was like Halloween Town and uh The Luck of the Irish. Those were my two favorite Disney originals. Yeah. I watched Halloween Town like every freaking year as a kid. Funny because the leprechaun in Luck of the Irish is um it's like I don't know, he's a monk. Yes. Is he, is he psych or monk? Psych. psych. Yeah, he's psych. Which there was Lassiter also speaking of um the Yeah, I know. The tricycle and, and all that crazy stuff. They did an episode where Lassiter buys a hot like a condo and it was psych and uh what's his face? You know, the, the two of them, Gus, they had to, and Spencer, they had to get together and because um, it was like the shining all over again. Oh, boy. Um, I might have to flip a coin on this one. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm not even kidding. Uh, man. Fuck me. Uh... Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, I hate it. Ah, but I said it. Hey, I went against Practical Magic. It's just, yeah, Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, ah, I love Halloween Town, though. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have to watch it, like, this weekend just to, like, make up. I'm sorry, Debbie. I'm sorry. Oh, we're watching it. We're done with this. Uh, okay. We're going to move on because I feel weird now. Um, I feel dirty. Uh, let's go with Halloween versus The Conjuring. I'm going to just get this out Halloween. of the way and say Halloween because I'm not, yeah. not doing Halloween. that. Okay, cool. Halloween, Michael Myers. 
Clean sweep. Sorry, Conjuring. Excellent movie. Thank you for taking the time and effort to make that movie. The uh, guys that made it. Uh, it was a guy and a girl, actually, I believe. Um, or no, it was two guys. Uh, but still, great movie. Wow. But yeah. Michael Myers. And now we are down to Psycho versus the Ghostbusters. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, no. I'm going to make this easy. I'm going Psycho. Oh, my. Ooh, Psycho. That's brutal. I would vote. My vote's for Ghostbusters. I'm not. Nothing against Psycho and nothing against the, the roads that it's made. But I feel like Ghostbusters is such an iconic movie. It is. But I mean. I mean, you guys already voted the other one through. So it's not a big deal. But. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock is though. I, mean, I know he's the, the godfather of the horror genre. And I have all respect for him. But Ghostbusters yeah. and like the cast and the way that things like flowed in that movie it's just you're always going to want to watch it around halloween time like you know how many times do you go back to psycho over the years i know but and psycho moves on i was like i'm sorry Uh, now i feel bad Uh, (laughs) he looks so disappointed um now we have dawn of the dead versus young frankenstein um fuck I'll let you two vote first on this one. My vote's for Young Frankenstein. I, Gene Wilder's my guy. I feel like that movie, like I said, is just still so relevant. You see the It's Alive type of gifts still, you know, with his yeah. face, little mustache and stuff. So <laughs> I feel like Young Frankenstein really just fits the type of season. We already eliminated the real Frankenstein. Might as well keep Young Frankenstein around. Yeah, I'm going Young Frankenstein as well. I love Gene Wilder. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Dawn of the Dead, excellent zombie movie. Excellent zombie movie. Young Frankenstein, though. Iconic. And now we're down to... Here's a fun one for you, Ryan. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown versus Scream. Why, though? Why? Ooh. Oh, from here, too. I mean, This hurts really my soul. Just- doesn't this is fun? Pretty here. It's like, fuck. Which, Ryan, which cat do you like more, Charlie Brown Love or Scream? It, don't damn, don't damn, Peaches. Sorry. She's not right here. Okay. <laughs> they got locked out. They were they were both in here though. I saw they made appearances. Yeah. <laughs> Nugget was yeah. All right. All right. So this one is difficult. So. I'm, all right. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you guys. I only chose Charlie Brown the last couple of rounds purely off of the iconic relevance of Charlie Brown. Yeah, I'm picking Scream this round. Yeah, because as a kid, I never gave a fuck about Charlie Brown and always annoyed me, me that his teacher had that wah, 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 Oh, no, wah. it is And then the kids were just like, oh, yeah, okay, teacher. I'm like, wait, how the fuck do you know what they said? So I'm going Scream because yeah. Ghostface Killer, you know, also Wu-Tang Clan represent. So Scream. My vote for Scream 2, as much as I love Charlie Brown, and I'm a big Charlie Brown guy, my vote's for Scream. I just like that movie way too much. It just, it feels like it came out for the right time in my lifetime, I guess, when I was really starting to get into movies. And, you know, me and my friend, I think we wanted to see that one in theaters. So my vote's for Scream, Wes Craven, all-time. Yeah. All-time Halloween guy. So I'm voting for screen. All right. So this next matchup. 
This, this, this next matchup is going to hurt a little bit. It is The Exorcist versus The Shining. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to do either. I'm going to pick The Shining because when I ended up re-watching The Exorcist, I think just the, it was, it's like watching old Yoda versus like modern day Yoda. Like just elaborate, <laughs> please explain. Like the technology and stuff just wasn't up to par. They were made so. like five years apart from each other. I know, but I just like You mean like when she did the whole owl turn the head thing around? That wasn't believable. Like, I I I literally started laughing out loud. Oh my gosh. Because I it was just like if it was modern day made, I'd be like, holy fuck. But like the shining to me is just creepier than the exorcist. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying everyone has to have that opinion, no. but in the nitty gritty of where we're at in the <laughs> race here, we got to start getting mean. Yeah, you got to start getting mean when it comes down this deep. So, yeah, I'm going the shining too. Uh, the more I I'm think about going, it, I'm also going the shining. Uh, yeah, the shining is the the one for me. Uh, yeah, I can't stop thinking about how performance. I mean, I know I've said that multiple times, but yeah. It just, it doesn't get much better than that. He's basically acting with himself for a large percentage of that movie. You know, there's obviously scenes with his family and stuff like that, but it doesn't get much better than Jack Nicholson in that movie. And like I said, there's a real life element to it yeah. as well. Yeah, and then I saw behind the scenes uh, footage once of uh, the scene right before they started filming the axe and the door. And Nicholson was like amping himself up like in the corner by himself, just kind of like talking to himself and like kind of running in place and swinging the axe around, just trying to get himself amped up. Being a real method actor. Yeah, Yeah, and it was fucking terrifying, even that. Ledger type of thing, you know, going on with that, because I feel like he probably had to get so deep into the character that it probably fucked with his uh, psychosis a little bit. Mm -hmm. And another side fact, uh, Jack Nicholson said that he warned Heath Ledger when he took on the Joker role. Uh, yeah. he, he said he to, told him not to get too too deep into it. And yeah. yeah, anyways. All right. So now we are down to the Elite Eight. We got eight more movies to go and it's getting tough because this one is Silence of the Lambs versus Beetlejuice. Uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Rewatchability is what I'm going to go off of. And I'm just going to go ahead and say Beetlejuice. And I feel bad. The floor is yours, Brad. Position, but I've stuck with Beetlejuice this long. I feel like I have to keep going with Beetlejuice at this point. Wow. For Beetlejuice, I'm going to move Beetlejuice along just because it's such a more Halloween-focused type of movie. Like I said, you really have to go back and just think about the movies that you see on TV during Halloween time. And Beetlejuice has to be towards the top of that list. Um, Silence of the Lambs, all-time creepy movie. There's nothing to take away from it, take away from it at this point. But Beetlejuice belongs in the next round, in my yeah. Opinion. I I changed my and I I have to. I just felt guilty. No, you only get one answer. Yeah, uh, Bradley. Yeah, fine. I fine. Picked, who did I pick over? I picked uh, 
cycle over Ghostbusters, and I kind of felt guilty about it. But um, the Halloween Town one, you felt guilty. Water run about. for Beetlejuice. I, I, <laughs> it's I got it's the final four for Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. You got it to the final four. There's so much enjoyment for me behind that movie, and like I said, I'm not the biggest Tim Burton fan, but that's got to be my top Tim Burton movie, and I just I don't like his other movies as much as I like that movie. I mean, Edward Scissorhands is an all-time movie as well. So all right, and now we're down to Mount Rushmore versus Mount Rushmore, Freddy Krueger versus Michael Myers. Michael Myers, yeah, way too easy for me. And as much as I like Freddy Krueger. As a killer, Michael Myers, he's behind the mask. You never actually get to see his face. Freddy Krueger burnt to shit, but Michael Myers is a true, 100% deep down inside psychopath. So you got to respect Halloween. My favorite Halloween movie, I'm picking Halloween. I mean, it's in the title. Yeah, yeah. it's literally a Halloween movie. Ryan, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, what's your professional opinion? Did Michael Myers become a psychopath because he watched his sister get banged by the her boyfriend? Or was it just like something he was born with? So um, being a sociopath or, you know, is the elite of the one cat. There's three categories of personality disorders. And anti not being asocial, which means like just not really wanting to, you know, you're more of an introvert versus antisocial personality disorder. That is like people who kill animals and think it's funny to watch other people get hurt, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But then when it goes like one step further, that's when you're a sociopath. So it's kind of like the same thing um, where people or children, I should say, who were victimized as, you know, little kids, one, they either become an advocate for children, et cetera, do something helpful as far as their life, or B, they become a villain themselves. Mm. So, I mean, it's very possible that that was something that, you know, scarred him enough to where he took the other path and became the villain. Could it be like, I know I'm going to get a little nerdy on you with the, with the mutants from the X-Men, they aren't born with their mutation ability. It's something that's set off by a traumatic event that happened in their life. They, so, were, they were born with it, but something traumatic has to happen for it to actually. So like BPD, which you're well aware of and yes. all that, like personality disorders, even schizophrenia, bipolar, that's why they um, personality disorders usually technically aren't supposed to be diagnosed until the age of 18. Oh, sure. um, whereas ugh, lately I'm seeing so many like 13 year old kids where their psychiatrists are like flat out just saying her. I mean, we know, we know it, it's just that like, Oh, you have to wait till they're 18. Fuck that. No, we know. Um, but I think that, um, again, like I was saying, all of those things, um, like schizophrenia, especially in men, it's prominent to be triggered um, in your early to mid-20s. So, um, like, for example, one of my clients in my first job ever in the field had schizophrenia, and she wasn't it, – it's always dormant, but the thing that triggered mm – -hmm was raped on a farm molested on a farm at the age of three and so by time she 
came to be an adult, it just, she, it had, she had snapped and she had schizophrenia. So it's like something that's always lying dormant in you. And again, a traumatic event's going to set it off. So it is kind of like the X-Men with their mutation. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That actually, no, that's actually really interesting. I kind of said it as a joke, but now I'm actually glad I asked you because that's an in-depth detail answer that I was expecting out of you. Um, And then earlier before we started filming, I said that I had a fun fact about Halloween that I said I was going to save and I completely forgot about. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or if any of the listeners know this, but the Halloween mask, the Michael Myers mask, is actually a William Shatner uh, Captain Kirk mask that they just spray painted white. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn. They hmm. they they, they needed a mask. They didn't need a mask, and they just didn't have the money to make one. So somebody just went to a, a store, like a prop store, Halloween type mask store, and um, that's why. Uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, Baby Driver? Is Edgar Wright movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. When they did the scene and they're wearing Austin Powers mask, and they're yeah. like, "What do you? Do? I told you to get a Michael Myers mask." They're like, "This yeah. isn't Michael Myers mask." They're like, "No, a Halloween yeah. mask." And it's kind of like the yeah, it's it was a uh, Captain Kirk uh, Star Trek mask. And they, if you really look at it, look at it, it looks like William Shatner. So, hmm. yeah, fun fact. That, uh, I don't know, know that. That's yeah. crazy. Which makes it even more creepy. The whole Michael Myers thing. So, anyways, and I would say that the Rob Zombie Halloween, the first one that he remade. That one's creepy as hell, too. He did a good job with that. The second one's not as great. Uh, the re- like the sequel to the remake, but the first one he did was actually, I thought it was a pretty well-represented movie compared to the original. But the original is one of my favorites, too. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah. Peaches. Hey, bitch. All right. And now we're moving on to, oh, boy, Psycho versus Young Frankenstein psycho for me man that's hard um yeah uh i sorry gene i'm sticking with alfred yeah i'm going hitchcock i'm going psycho i've stuck with it this whole time i've fought for it i let it beat ghostbusters yeah i'm gonna go psycho i probably moving psycho on against young frankenstein in terms of like what it's meant for the genre and like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock as an individual, I'm fine moving cycle along. All right. Moving along. It's clean sweep. Uh, Young Frankenstein. Uh, excellent movie. Anybody who hasn't seen it, watch it. Especially if they're a fan of uh, Gene Wilder. He played Willy Wonka for you clowns that don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Scream versus The Shining. Damn you. And and going the shining oh i said that fast I, but i'm my, okay with it my first instinct was the shining too sometimes you just gotta go with your gut then i guess that's what i have to go with you don't have to oh man that's tough i would vote for screen <sighs> i feel like it fits into my life much more than the shining does although shining holds up after such a long time but like yeah i feel like Green came out in such a, a time that was like my formative years and just like the way that they filmed that movie and the way that it was done like I just hold that one a lot higher than the others but I, I'm not saying that I don't think that The Shining should move on but I'm officially casting my vote for Screen just because I think it's it deserves it at least a, a shot what a run for Screen 51 overall but mm. has to look for The Shining 
Yeah. If it was going to lose, it's going to lose. So, what was yeah. this? Number two seed, wasn't it? Number six seed. I thought it was higher. Still, great, great showing by the Scream. Didn't think, honestly, I didn't think it was going to make that far, but he put it up against those movies. All right. Now we're down to the final four. Uh, this is, again, going to be really hard. Um, Why don't you get, what's the final four? Did you give us the final four overall? All right. We got. The final four overall, we have Beetlejuice, Psycho, Halloween, and The Shining. Four excellent movies, all rewatchable. All can be watched around Halloween time. Honestly, you can watch it during any time of the year, but Halloween's the best time to watch them. Um, there's no real Cinderella story in here. I mean, Beetlejuice, maybe, but like if you were to tell me before we started this bracket, these four were going to be in the final four, I could see it. I could definitely see it. So... First one, Beetlejuice versus Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I'm going Halloween. I mean, if for me, it's Halloween, but it's tough for me to go against Beetlejuice. But like I said, I think Halloween's my top, my top when it comes to horror movies, when it comes to rewatchability. I would much rather throw Halloween in there and, and let it play than, you know, Beetlejuice. All right, Michael Myers, you psychopath, Captain Kirk Wern, you're moving on, buddy. And I really hope, before we move on, that um, you mentioned earlier, Brad, that they never show his face. If they mm-hmm. fucking show his face in the new one, I'm going to be so mad because it's not like a Darth Vader type reveal. Darth, yeah. No, it's because Darth Vader had a human element to him being Luke's father and Luke fighting because he knows he's still got that Anakin good in him. So you show him his face to show him that human side that he's not just some robot behind the mask. Michael Myers is a certified fucking psychopathic killer motherfucker. Please don't I mean, show his face. I don't want to see a human side of him. I just want to see the face or the mask. I don't want to see anything else. The last one, no. So I wouldn't put it past them just because like they in that last one where the podcasters go to the jail and they're like talking to him one on one and then yeah. eventually he breaks out. But <laughs> they kind of alluded to it a little bit. They didn't actually like fully show it, but I don't know. I really hope they don't, but if they I do an unmasking, the only way I would be okay with it is if, like, Jamie Lee kills him or whatever, takes his mask yeah. off, but they never show his face, and they just show Jamie holding his mask, and then she burns yeah. the mask or does something. I, because the I mask is Michael gonna, Myers. The mask really and the coveralls. He might die in this one, in my opinion. I hope not. It wouldn't be the worst thing if she, like, got it off, you know, like, got it off, like, while he was, like, killing her or whatever, like... I think that's a fair compromise because then at least like, I don't know, she gets to, you know, finally see what his face looks like. And then, you know, he's been like 40 plus years. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to see his face. If they show his face, I'm turning it off. I know, but I'm going to have to. All right. Now, moving on. Hitchcock versus Kubrick. Psycho versus The Shining. Hmm. Holy shit. For me, I'll go first and I'll leave it to you guys. Mm. I'm voting for The Shining for me. Stanley Kubrick over Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Shining is an all-time movie. I know what Psycho means to the horror community, but... I think, yeah. Shining. Jack Nicholson. What a performance. Yeah. I'm picking The Shining as well. Well, I'm I'm glad I don't have to say anything because I would have said Psycho probably. It would have been one of those 
dirty feeling guesses because I love The Shining. Uh, but yeah. It's just hard to vote against the Psycho, but cool. All right. And here we are, ladies and lady and gentlemen. We are down to the final two. We started at 64. We're down to two. And the choices are Halloween versus The Shining. Oh, fuck. This got real, real fast. Yeah, we don't mess around here on therapy sessions. I'm well aware of that. I've listened <laughs> to them all. I should have expected this. But damn. I know it's cliche, but my vote is for Michael Myers. It's for Same. Uh, I just feel guilty marking it as the top Halloween movie as it. It's it's aptly titled Halloween, but yeah. there's just it, every time the Halloween season comes along, that's the first thing that I think of. Yep. Uh, it's, the music. Just the music yeah. alone. Even today is such a classic and I don't know. They brought it back so many times. There's so many iterations to it, but the original to me still sticks out. Oh, yeah. It's like the way that they just shot it and the way that they frame stuff. Yep. Yeah. The the scene where like the two guys are talking and like off to the side in the background, you see Michael driving up in the car and it's not like an obvious shot, but you like blink and you miss. Like it was just. John Carpenter at his best, like he just knew what the fuck he was doing, like the whole element of it. And the fact that they brought it back 35 years later and it's still just as relevant as it was. And also they said everything that happened since the first movie never happened, by the way. I love that. I fucking love that. So I like that, too. I think a lot of people kind of got upset by that because they feel like Halloween 2 is a good sequel to Halloween. But. In my opinion, I have no problem with them just recounting the whole thing and just yeah. having the original Halloween. But uh, I don't know. It, it though, I really enjoyed the last one, so I'm looking forward to seeing this one again in theaters. I went to the first one, the reboot, in theaters, saw it opening night. So, I mean, Halloween's always going to be my top movie for Halloween brackets. I agree. Uh, I kind of had a feeling this was... I was going to vote Halloween all the way through. I never thought I would vote against it, and I wasn't wrong. Halloween, there we have it. Uh, we have voted in, the three of us, as the greatest Halloween movie of all time. <laughs> Halloween. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know it's kind of late, and this took a little bit longer than uh, last time. But you know what? This was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of good conversations. Yeah. It's always good talking to you guys. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. And um, if you guys ever want to come back on for a, just a regular, you know, conversation podcast episode where we get into the deep, dark stuff of uh, the, uh, Over, you the know, therapeutical side of the even before my cancer, I had 9 million things I could talk about. Yeah, I am <laughs> more than happy to have anybody on any anybody who feels like they want to talk, share their story or just kind of come on and shoot the shit. They're more than welcome. Um, these little brackets that I do, this is the second one I've done. I'm going to try to keep doing them. Not very often, maybe once a couple months or whatever. Um, I'm actually working on one right now that I'm finding extremely difficult. It is the greatest TV show of all time. Um, yeah, it's really fucking hard because I'm doing one, I'm doing 128 team or, uh, 128 shows rather than 64 because there's so many. And right now I have a list of almost 400 shows. And I have it marked down right now to 128. 
but I keep adding shows because I keep like I just I'm doing as much research as I can because I just really don't want to miss out on anything. Um, so, yeah, that one's probably going to be the next one if I ever get the bracket done. Um, and I'm always come. I'm always open to ideas for brackets. If anybody has any good ideas. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to get back into it. Uh, like I said, I got some people lined up who uh, I've talked to and they said they'd be happy to come on. Uh, if anybody else wants to come on, if anybody wants to just do the brackets, that's fine with me. Uh, the more the merrier. Uh, we're, but yeah, so thank you guys for coming on again. And thank you guys for listening at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And we're back with therapy sessions and we're not going away anytime soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>